Chapters 21 through 25 of Irenaeus Against Heresies, Book 4. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Irenaeus Against Heresies, Book 4. Translated by Alexander Roberts and W. H. Rombo. Chapter 21. Abraham's faith was identical with ours. This faith was prefigured by the words and actions of the old patriarchs. 1. But that our faith was also prefigured in Abraham, and that he was the patriarch of our faith, and, as it were, the prophet of it, the apostle has very fully taught, when he says in the epistle to the Galatians, He therefore that ministereth to you the Spirit, and worketh miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law, or by the hearing of faith. Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Know ye, therefore, that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. But the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, announced beforehand unto Abraham that in him all nations should be blessed. So then, they which be of faith shall be blessed with faithful Abraham. For which reason the apostle declared that this man was not only the prophet of faith, but also the father of those who from among the Gentiles believe in Jesus Christ, because his faith and ours are one and the same. For he believed in things future, as if they were already accomplished, because of the promise of God. And in like manner do we also, because of the promise of God, behold through faith that inheritance laid up for us in the future kingdom. 2. The history of Isaac, too, is not without a symbolical character. For in the epistle to Romans, the apostle declares, Moreover, when Rebekah had conceived by one, even by our father Isaac, she received answer from the word, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth. It was said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people are in thy body, and the one people shall overcome the other, and the elder shall serve the younger. From which it is evident that not only were there prophecies of the patriarchs, but also that the children brought forth by Rebekah were a prediction of the two nations, and that the one should be indeed the greater, but the other the less, that the one also should be under bondage, but the other free, but that both should be of one and the same Father. Our God, one and the same, is also their God, who knows hidden things, who knoweth all things before they can come to pass. And for this reason, as he said, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. 3. If any one again will look into Jacob's actions, he shall find them not destitute of meaning, but full of import with regard to the dispensations. Thus, in the first place, at his birth, since he laid hold on his brother's heel, he was called Jacob, that is, the supplanter, one who holds, but is not held binding the feet, but not being bound, striving and conquering, 
grasping in his hand his adversary's heel, that is, victory. For to this end was the Lord born, the type of whose birth he set forth beforehand, of whom also John says in the Apocalypse, He went forth conquering, that he should conquer. In the next place, Jacob received the rights of the firstborn, when his brother looked on them with contempt, even as also the younger nation received him, Christ, the first begotten, when the elder nation rejected him, saying, We have no king but Caesar. But in Christ every blessing is summed up, and therefore the latter people has snatched away the blessings of the former from the father, just as Jacob took away the blessings of this Esau, for which cause his brothers suffered the plots and persecutions of a brother, just as the church suffers this self-same thing from the Jews. In a foreign country were the twelve tribes born, the race of Israel, inasmuch as Christ was also in a strange country, to generate the twelve-pillared foundation of the church. Various colored sheep were allotted to this Jacob as his wages, and the wages of Christ are human beings, who from various and diverse nations come together into one cohort of faith, as the Father promised him, saying, Ask of me, and I will give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. And as from the multitude of his sons, the prophets of the Lord afterwards arose, there was every necessity that Jacob should beget sons from the two sisters, even as Christ did from the two laws of one and the same father, and in like manner also from the handmaids, indicating that Christ should raise up sons of God, both from freemen and from slaves after the flesh, bestowing upon all in the same manner the gift of the Spirit who vivifies us. But Jacob did all things for the sake of the younger, she who had the handsome eyes. Rachel, who prefigured the church, for which Christ endured patiently, who at that time indeed by means of his patriarchs and prophets, was prefigured and declaring beforehand future things, fulfilling his part by anticipation in the dispensations of God, and accustoming his inheritance to obey God, and to pass through the world as in a state of pilgrimage, to follow his word, and to indicate beforehand things to come. For with God there is nothing without purpose or due signification. Chapter 22 Christ did not come for the sake of the men of one age only, but for all who, living righteously and piously, had believed upon him, and for those too who shall believe. 1. Now in the last days, when the fullness of the time of liberty had arrived, the word himself did by himself wash away the filth of the daughters of Zion, when he washed the disciples' feet with his own hands. For this is the end of the human race inheriting God, that, as in the beginning, by means of our first parents, we were all brought into bondage, by being made subject to death. So at last, by means of the new man, all who from the beginning were his disciples, having been cleansed and washed from things pertaining to death, should come to the life of God. 
for he who washed the feet of the disciples sanctified the entire body and rendered it clean for this reason too he administered food to them in a recumbent posture indicating that those who were lying in the earth were they to whom he came to impart life as jeremiah declares the holy lord remembered his dead israel who slept in the land of sepulture and he descended to them to make known to them his salvation that they might be saved for this reason also were the eyes of the disciples weighed down when christ's passion was approaching and when in the first instance the lord found them sleeping he let it pass thus indicating the patience of god in regard to the state of slumber in which men lay but coming the second time he aroused them and made them stand up in token that his passion is the arousing of his sleeping disciples on whose account he also descended into the lower parts of the earth to behold with his eyes the state of those who were resting from their labors in reference to whom he did also declare to the disciples many prophets and righteous men have desired to see and hear what ye do see and hear two for it was not merely for those who believed on him in the time of tiberius caesar that christ came nor did the father exercise his providence for the men only who are now alive but for all men altogether who from the beginning according to their capacity in their generation have both feared and loved god and practised justice and piety towards their neighbours and have earnestly desired to see god and to hear his voice wherefore he shall at his second coming first rouse them from their sleep all persons of this description and shall raise them up as well as the rest who shall be judged and give them a place in his kingdom for it is truly one god who directed the patriarchs towards his dispensations and has justified the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision through faith for as in the first we were prefigured so on the other hand are they represented in us that is in the church and receive and recompense for those things which they accomplished chapter twenty three the patriarchs and prophets by pointing out the advent of christ fortified thereby as it were the way of posterity to the faith of christ and so the labors of the apostles were lessened inasmuch as they gathered in the fruits of the labors of others one for which reason the lord declared to the disciples behold i say unto you lift up your eyes and look upon the districts for they are white already to harvest for the harvest man receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together for in this is the saying true that one soweth and another reapeth for i have sent you forward to reap that whereon ye bestowed no labor other men have labored and ye have entered into their labors who then are they that have labored and have helped forward the dispensations of god it is clear that they are the patriarchs and prophets who even prefigured our faith 
and disseminated through the earth the advent of the Son of God, who and what he should be, so that posterity, possessing the fear of God, might easily accept the advent of Christ, having been instructed by the prophets. And for this reason it was, that when Joseph became aware that Mary was with child, and was minded to put her away privately, the angel said to him in sleep, Fear not to take to thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. For she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And exhorting him to this, he added, Now all this has been done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken from the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel. Thus influencing him by the words of the prophet, and warding off blame from Mary, pointing out that it was she who was the virgin mentioned by Isaiah beforehand, who should give birth to Emmanuel. Wherefore, when Joseph was convinced beyond all doubt, he both did take Mary, and joyfully yielded obedience in regard to all the rest of the education of Christ, undertaking a journey into Egypt and back again, and then a removal to Nazareth. For this reason, those who knew not the Scriptures, nor the promise of God, nor the dispensation of Christ, at last called him the father of the child. For this reason, those who knew not the Scriptures, nor the promise of God, nor the dispensation of Christ, at last called him the father of the child. For this reason, too, did the Lord himself read at Capernaum the prophecies of Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me. To preach the gospel to the poor hath he sent me. To heal the broken-hearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and sight to the blind. At the same time, showing that it was he himself who had been foretold by Esaias the prophet, he said to them, This day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. 2. For this reason also, Philip, when he had discovered the eunuch of the Ethiopian's queen, reading these words which had been written, He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb is dumb before the shearer, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation his judgment was taken away. And all the rest which the prophet proceeded to relate in regard to his passion and his coming in the flesh, and how he was dishonored by those who did not believe him, easily persuaded him to believe on him, that he was Christ Jesus, who was crucified under Pontius Pilate, and suffered whatsoever the prophet had predicted, and that he was the Son of God, who gives eternal life to men. And immediately, when Philip had baptized him, he departed from him. For nothing else but baptism was wanting to him who had been already instructed by the prophets. He was not ignorant of God the Father, nor of the rules as to the proper manner of life, but was merely ignorant of the advent of the Son of God, which, when he had become acquainted with, in a short space of time, he went on his way rejoicing, to be the herald in Ethiopia of Christ's advent. 
Therefore, Philip had no great labor to go through with regard to this man, because he was already prepared in the fear of God by the prophets. For this reason, too, did the apostles, collecting the sheep which had perished of the house of Israel, and discoursing to them from the scriptures, prove that this crucified Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God, and they persuaded a great multitude, who, however, already possessed the fear of God. And there were in one day baptized three, and four, and five thousand men. Chapter 24 The conversion of the Gentiles was more difficult than that of the Jews. The labors of those apostles, therefore, who engaged in the former task, were greater than those who undertook the latter. 1. Wherefore also Paul, since he was the apostle of the Gentiles, says, I labored more than they all. For the instruction of the former was an easy task, because they could allege proofs from the scriptures, and because they, who were in the habit of hearing Moses and the prophets, did also readily receive the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the life of God, him who by the spreading forth of hands did destroy Amalek, and vivify man from the wound of the serpents, by means of faith which was exercised towards him. As I have pointed out in the preceding book, the apostles did, in the first place, instruct the Gentiles to depart from the superstition of idols, and to worship one God, the creator of heaven and earth, and the framer of the whole creation, and that his Son was his word, by whom he founded all things, and that he, in the last times, was made a man among men, that he reformed the human race, but destroyed and conquered the enemy of man, and gave to his handiwork victory against the adversary. But, although they who were of the circumcision still did not obey the words of God, for they were despisers, yet they were previously instructed not to commit adultery, nor fornication, nor theft, nor fraud, and that whatsoever things are done to the neighbor's prejudice were evil and detested by God. Wherefore also they did readily agree to abstain from these things, because they had been thus instructed. 2. But they were bound to teach the Gentiles also this very thing, that works of such a nature are wicked, prejudicial, and useless, and destructive to those who engaged in them. Wherefore he who had received the apostolate to the Gentiles did labor more than those who preached the Son of God among them of the circumcision. For they were assisted by the scriptures, which the Lord confirmed and fulfilled, in coming such as he had been announced. But here, in the case of the Gentiles, there was a certain foreign erudition, and a new doctrine to be received, namely, that the gods of the nations not only were no gods at all, but even the idols of demons, and that there is one God who is above all principality and dominion and power, and every name which is named, and that his word, invisible by nature, was made palpable and visible among men, and did descend to death, even the death of the cross. Also, that they who believe in him shall be incorruptible, and not subject to suffering, and shall receive the kingdom of heaven. 
these things too were preached to the gentiles by word without the aid of the scriptures wherefore also they who preached among the gentiles underwent greater labor but on the other hand the faith of the gentiles is proved to be of a more noble description since they followed the word of god without the instruction derived from the sacred writings chapter twenty five both covenants were prefigured in abraham and in the labor of tamar there was however but one and the same god to each covenant one for thus it had behooved the sons of abraham to be whom god has raised up to him from the stones and caused to take a place beside him who was made the chief and the forerunner of our faith who did also receive the covenant of circumcision after that justification by faith which had pertained to him when he was yet in uncircumcision so that in him both covenants might be prefigured that he might be the father of all who follow the word of god and who sustain a life of pilgrimage in this world that is of those who from among the circumcision and of those from among the uncircumcision are faithful even as also christ is the chief cornerstone sustaining all things and he gathered into the one faith of abraham those who from either covenant are eligible for god's building but this faith which is in uncircumcision as connecting the end with the beginning has been made both the first and the last for as i have shown it existed in abraham antecedently to circumcision as it also did in the rest of the righteous who pleased god and in these last times it again sprang up among mankind through the coming of the lord but circumcision and the law of works occupied the intervening period two this fact is indeed set forth by many other occurrences but typically by the history of tamar judah's daughter-in-law for when she had conceived twins one of them put forth his hand first and as the midwife supposed that he was the firstborn she bound a scarlet token in his hand but after this had been done and he had drawn back his hand his brother pharis came forth the first then after him zara upon whom was the scarlet line was born the second the scripture clearly pointing out that people which possessed the scarlet sign that is faith in the state of circumcision which was shown beforehand indeed in the patriarchs first but after that withdrawn that his brother might be born and also in like manner him who was the elder was being born in the second place him who was distinguished by the scarlet token which was fastened on him that is the passion of the just one which was prefigured from the beginning in abel and descended by the prophets but perfected in the last times in the son of god three for it was requisite that certain facts should be announced beforehand by the fathers in a paternal manner and others prefigured by the prophets in a legal one but others described after the form of christ by those who have received the adoption while in one god 
are all things shown forth. For although Abraham was one, he did in himself prefigure the two covenants, in which some indeed have sown, while others have reaped. For it is said, In this is the saying true, that it is one people who sows, but another who shall reap. But it is one God who bestows things suitable upon both, seed to the sower, but bread for the reaper to eat. Just as it is one that planteth, and another who watereth, but one God who giveth the increase. For the patriarchs and prophets sowed the word concerning Christ, but the church reaped, that is, received the fruit. For this reason, too, do these very prophets also pray to have a dwelling place in it. As Jeremiah says, Who will give me in the desert the last dwelling place, in order that both the sower and the reaper may rejoice together in the kingdom of Christ, who is present with all those who were from the beginning approved by God, who granted them his word to be present with them. End of Book 4, Chapters 21-25